This is a Rooster Teeth production. April 8th, 2009. The Maersk, Alabama is traveling to Kenya with a load of food aid when it's attacked by pirates in the Indian Ocean. It's the first time in two centuries that a U.S. flagged ship has been seized by pirates. What happened next became an international sensation and the subject of a blockbuster movie starring Tom Hanks. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas. The days of swashbuckling are long past. In these waters, not sails, but speedboats. No six-pistoled Blackbeard, but two guys with firearms. You've seen the movie, but there may be more to be learned yet. For so too does heartbreak feel good in a place like this, hmm? We three odd, lonely children reaching for eternity shall guide you, and all we ask is that you look at us. Look at us. We are the podcasters now. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> and then I see you used a quote from the trailer for the Elvis movie, it looks like. Yeah, I'm okay. glad you placed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait, what? What, yeah. what is, the, is there a reference? We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. That's Tom oh. Hanks with all the prosthetics on. And then we are the podcasters now. As we are the, I am the captain. I'm the captain now. now. Sure, yeah. I got that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Brian. Brian gets it. Thank you for yes explaining that one. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, I could, I could go on. <laughs> I had a whole red. Uh, I had a whole Rolodex of Toy Story quotes I was going to use. Anyway. Uh, we were talking about a uh, very well-known story today. It is about Captain Sully Sullenberger landing nope. a plane. No. <laughs> the goose flies into I do the mix. Engine. I mix them all the time. Oh, yeah. He's got to do some sort of train disaster. Well, I guess Polar Express. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they really said that that pirate really said, look, look at me. I'm the captain now. I think. Or was that no. just I think Hollywood the way it magic. went is he That's got Hollywood to the magic. bridge and he looked down and he went. I guess I'm the captain now. Yeah, it was probably more like that. Huh. <laughs> okay. There was a ringleader and there were four of them. So your intro yeah. was a lie, but mm -hmm. not to. No, we're know, the three. Not to fact check in real time. Oh, the ones that got on there. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Off to a bad start. Uh, rate and review the show. Thank you for listening. Tell your mom. Yep. Uh, please, please share it with people. We love hearing from folks who have been turned onto the show as of late. Listen to the backlog if you have not yet. We've got a ton of amazing episodes. Even the 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 bonus episodes in some ways have gotten more response than the mainline ones. Yeah, uh, the Chasse Galerie, Titanic conspiracies. Anyway, let's get into the Maersk, Alabama. At the time of hijacking, Maersk, Alabama was a container ship owned by the Danish shipping company Maersk Line, which is a subsidiary of AP Moller Maersk, uh, the world's biggest container shipping company. Respect. Yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah. It is massive. I should have just assumed this, but uh, I was listening to something about the supply line issues. There's basically like four companies that own shipping. Oh, like, yeah, 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 it's of like Yeah. It's like just so centralized. Um. Anyway... Uh, as for the ship itself, the Maersk, Alabama was built by the China Shipbuilding Corporation in Taiwan. It launched in 1998 under Danish registry. At the time, it was named the Alva Maersk, but eventually the ship was rechristened to the Maersk, Alabama, the Maersk, Alabama, and its <laughs> registration was transferred to the United States. I like how they just put Alabama on it. Yeah. This will be fine. They'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> your story checks out. All right, here's your American flag. <laughs> Woo! 
Its guns were tripled on deck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be having training sessions. You need worse opinions. <laughs> the ship measured almost 510 feet long with a beam of over 80 feet. It has a gross tonnage of over 14,000 tons. During its normal shipping runs, it is operated by a crew of 21. It's kind of crazy how these massive ships it's, it's are amazing. run on just like the smallest crews. It was like learning how few people were on board the, uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. For all it's talked about, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it was just run by kind of a skeleton crew. Yeah. Yeah, very similar, I think. Yeah. Well, the Alabama's... <laughs> Alabama. Keep that. <laughs> the Alabama's normal route was between the East African water routes, passing through countries like Kenya and the Republic of Djibouti. In April of 2009, the Alabama was traveling from Oman and bound for Kenya after a stop in Djibouti. The ship had a crew of 20 and was loaded with 17,000 metric tons of cargo. 20. I guess Bill was sick that day. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I really can't come, guys. Uh, included in the cargo was 400 containers of food aid, including 232 containers belonging to the UN's World Food Program that were destined for Somalia and Uganda. I wonder if that one guy couldn't come because he was busy tipping off the pirates. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm sick today. I'm not feeling well, <laughs> Captain, but you should probably sail about <coughs> three to 400 miles closer to the coast than you should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked forever to find exactly what was on the ship, and the, the food aid was partially what was on, and the rest, they said, were general goods. So uh, yeah, I'm whatever sure it's just take like, that to mean. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, who knows? It's just stuff Shipment that's of clowns. From, yeah, yeah, who knows? On April 7th, the ship was a few hundred miles off the coast of Somalia in the Indian Ocean. So let's give you some background information here, yeah. okay? Somalia has suffered from decades of instability, and as a result, there has been a lack of policing in its territorial waters. That led to a resurgence of piracy in the region that peaked in the late 2000s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's the most dangerous, I think it's the, the most, the deadliest country in the world. Yeah, it has not had like a functioning government for forever. Like, like a, a, yeah, a really long yeah. time. And unfortunately, that dangerous country is at a, a an extremely uh, important section for shipping. Yeah, right. uh, in international waters, which is well, we'll tell you about it. In the first three months of 2009 alone, eight ships were hijacked in the Gulf of Aden, a strategic waterway which links Asia, the Indian Ocean, and the Red Sea to Europe via the Suez Canal. So this is a hugely important intersection of major waterways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it happens to also be right where there is tons of instability. Mm -hmm. uh, the previous year, heavily armed Somali pirates hijacked dozens of vessels, took hundreds of sailors hostage, and extracted millions of dollars in ransoms. Oof. Probably hand over fist making more than any pirate during the privateer years. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. just like cleaning up. Mm -hmm. This was probably... Somali's main economy. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, you go back like 400 years and it's like, I found a goblet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah! go to some of these like extremely poor countries and a lot of their economy is just remittances from people who live overseas, like sending money back to their families. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. incredibly mm -hmm. poor, lots of people just sort of doing what, not excusing piracy, obviously, but yeah, it's a, a very desperate situation. There's not a yeah. There's not a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Well, uh, no, <laughs> no. But desperate as they were, they had a 
pretty clean operation for executing this piracy. The pirates typically launched speedboats from motherships, which allowed them to strike far out to sea and evade warships patrolling the strategic shipping lanes. Very nimble, very small. It is crazy because you look at like the the boats that they're in. They're just like those little, like little, little like motorboat, like yeah. outboard engine. Or yeah, yeah. It's, it's like something it's like, your uncle hell? would take you out on. Yeah, to go yeah. fishing, and it's like how the hell did this get three hundred miles out into the Indian Ocean? Ama- comparatively, yeah, it's, it's like they, a they boat. Got like yeah, and very few other options. So this is just what they do. Uh, so after capturing a ship, the pirates would then take captured vessels to remote coastal village bases in Somalia. Yeah, the idea would be to sort of get them to the to the shore and hide them and then get their ransom and everybody's on their way. Yep. Yeah, in 2008, pirates sent shockwaves through the shipping industry after they seized a Saudi super tanker which had $100 million worth of crude oil. <laughs> the ship and its 25 crew were later freed after $3 million was parachuted onto its decks. Oof. <laughs> Loose, right? Ow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> each, like, each bill had a parachute. Like one of those uh, wind tubes that you can get in where you have to grab cash mm-hmm. out of the air. You know, in in uh, 2008, the Phillies sent shockwaves through the MLB, right. winning That's the... Not- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do with $3 million in cash in Somalia? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't I, yeah, know. I don't know. I guess... you. But maybe buy food Hang out? for your family. Yeah, probably that for a while. Get the hell out. Yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. This one's insane. In 2008, pirates seized a Ukrainian cargo ship carrying Soviet-era T-72 tanks and other heavy weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was released months later, reportedly for a 3.2 million dollar ransom. You match. You don't know what's on these ships, and you get down there, it's open like, up the oh. doors. Whoa. Okay. You can just hear the Soviet anthem playing from the loudspeakers. As such, the area was well known for pirate attacks. This has been happening a lot. Yeah. And the captain of the Alabama, one Richard Phillips, had received warnings about them. Mm-hmm. Dick Philly. Just a day before <laughs> just a day before the attack, the Alabama got a warning from the United States government. Stay at least 600 miles off the coast of Somalia. And so he, you know, charted 600 miles off the coast and everything was fine. No. Oh. Oh, oh. I see. I didn't scroll down. Yeah. Oh, he actually got much closer. Uh, about 240 miles from a Somali town called Isle. Uh, sorry if we mess up any pronunciations. Mm-hmm. As per usual, we just don't know sometimes. Well, that decision would come back to haunt Phillips and the crew because now the Alabama was within range of the small skiffs favored by Somali pirates. Well within striking range. Yeah. And sure enough... In the late afternoon of April 7th, the Alabama was approached by several pirate boats, but they ultimately turned back. Then the next day, four pirates would try again. Guys, one of my favorite parts about this time of the year is being in the backyard. And my favorite part of being in the backyard is a backyard fire. It is the best. Just sitting around with friends, looking at the fire really adds to the conversation. And my kids love it because, of course, They can roast marshmallows. So it's just the best. And my favorite backyard fire pit is the Solo Stove. I got the bonfire. It is incredible. And what beats it over typical fire pits, no smoke. I don't know how they do it, but you know when you're sitting around a fire pit normally and the wind shifts and smoke is always blowing in one person's face, you got to move around. That doesn't happen with Solo Stove. Not a bad seat in the house. You can roast marshmallows, chat with each other. You name it. Guys, right now you can get big discounts on all fire pits during Solo Stove's 
4th of July sale and use promo code SHIP HITS THE FAN at solostove.com for an extra $10 off. That's solostove.com, promo code SHIP HITS THE FAN for $10 off on top of their incredible 4th of July sale discounts. But hurry, the 4th of July sale ends July 10th. Let me ask you something, guys. What is something you look forward to waking up to every morning? Coffee, your dog, maybe your loved one? Well, Me Undies wants to be on that list. You should start your mornings with your favorite underwear. And I'm not talking about any underwear, ridiculously soft underwear. I have Me Undies underwear, by far my favorite. It is the most comfortable pair of underwear I have ever, ever known. And they're loungewear too. I got a t-shirt. Oh, I try to wear that as much as I possibly can because it just feels great. Once you try me undies compared to every other shirt or underwear, and they got socks, bralettes, loungewear, you will never go back. They got limited edition prints and colors in sizes from extra small to 4XL. You're going to love it. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. Now, to get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash ship hits fan. That's MeUndies.com slash ship hits fan. On the morning of April 8th, the Alabama's crew sighted a small speedboat carrying four pirates armed with AK-47s. Luckily for the Alabama, the crew had trained for such an incident, and this is pretty intense training. I'm guessing they all, they must all, right? Like if you're going through here, I'm sure you're, at least you know, you have some inkling that you might get attacked by pirates. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's... You would have to. I'm sure this would be like a big topic of conversation. I mean, it was in the news all the time, I remember. Yeah, like, there yeah. There were always reports of pirate attacks yeah. back then. Yeah, and, and the training they received is pretty drastic. Like, it, it's not something that you would, I guess, expect to have to do in shipping. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. like, they received anti-piracy training from union training schools, and they had drilled aboard the ship a day previously. And so the training included the use of small arms, anti-terror. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Basic safety, first aid, and other security-related courses. So, yeah. like, small arms, that you're, you're putting your life on the line here. And yeah. for, what, crude oil? Well, I mean, you're also putting your life on the line if they get on board. There's no guarantee that they're going to not kill you also. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So. While... I'd read all the about this training. I don't see any indicator that there that they had firearms on board. They were just trained trained to deal with it. I, I guess so. Or I, I don't know. Maybe they practiced with dummy guns or whatever. But this is a situation where I feel like having some access to firearms might have helped the situation. Yeah, well, maybe so. Possibly. Just saying. As the pirates approached, the unarmed crew attempted to ward off the attack, shooting off flares and spraying fire hoses. Meanwhile, Chief Engineer Mike Perry and First Assistant Engineer Matt Fisher swung the ship's rudder, which turned the ship and managed to swamp the pirate skiff. So some clever maneuvering. Yeah, I think they just made like a big like a big wave and just like, yeah, tumped it over. Yeah, I mean, it's a 500 foot long ship. It, it's going <laughs> to upset the waters around it. Still, two pirates managed to board the vessel. It was a grim historic event. The first time in about 200 years, the pirates had set foot on a ship sailing under the US flag. I could just, I can, I hear the like impact sound effect. <laughs> yes, exactly. A million dad's ears perk up. Yeah, something's <laughs> <This> wrong. <happens. laughs> Dad, where are you going? Honey, I, 
There's a pirate somewhere. <laughs> I got to put us at half mast. Um, you ever have anyone in your neighborhood with a full flagpole in their front yard? Oh, yeah. Well, not maybe not Actually, a full. Don't know, but I've definitely, I mean, I've driven by those houses. Yeah, certainly. always, yeah. always very special. Yeah. Honey, there's pirates <laughs> aboard a U.S. ship. I need to devote the next two decades of my life to researching this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not bother me. I will be back in our bed at midnight. You will be asleep. You can Frantic leave and afraid. You can leave food and snacks on the step of the shed. <laughs> Honey, you will be picking up the kids from school for the next three weeks. No, I will not include our son in this. <laughs> Yet. Uh, meanwhile, in the Indian Ocean, aboard the Alabama, the alarm sounded and Perry, the engineer, brought 14 members of the crew into a secure room on the ship that had been fortified in case of an attack. So they had like a panic room. Yeah. And yeah. presumably for sea monsters or other such trip. Yeah, spooky uh, stuff. Mysteries of the sea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ghost ships. Flying <laughs> Canadians. Yes. Yeah. Flying Canadian canoes. <laughs> Odin's hunt. Uh -huh. uh, but before retreating to the secure room, the crew did manage to disable the Alabama, which meant the pirates had no ability to steer or control the Alabama. Perry shut down all ship systems and the entire vessel went black. They put one of those uh, steering wheel locks on it. Yeah, yeah. And they put some, they, they, <laughs> yeah. they put a bunch of foil up in the wind, windshield of yeah. the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, as long as they put their purse, you know, under the seat. Yeah, yeah. In the I mean, trunk, like, they should be safe. Uh, by habit, I always stick everything in the trunk, even if, it's, if yeah. it's the nicest neighborhood possible. They held their car keys in between their knuckles like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have had to do that. <laughs> it's not awesome. While some crew were now safe in a secure room, Phillips and several other crew members were captured on the bridge as the two other pirates boarded the Alabama. With Phillips and some of the crew held hostage, some of the pirates went looking for the rest of the men aboard the Alabama. Perry was waiting for them. After directing some of the crew to the secure room, Perry, who was wielding a knife, waited in a dark engine room for the pirates. Oh God. Holy hell. This guy should have gotten a movie about him. I know, like, yeah. Why he was not the focus of the movie, I have no idea. Yeah, that's way cooler. Yeah, I mean, he must have had some sort of predator, you know, makeup on his face, right? I, yeah, he's covered in mud. He's covered in, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, but it was- Come on! <laughs> Finally, the pirate ringleader, Abdullahi Musa, appeared and Perry tackled him after what was described as a cat and mouse chase in the dark room. Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds Ooh, horrible. I got, I got no, you. <laughs> yeah. No, not for me. No, you'll pass? Yeah, it's not a pirate's life for me. <laughs> Yo-ho. Musa was then tied up by the crew in the secure room, and so this led to a standoff between the pirates, who had taken several crew members hostage and the remaining crew, who now had a hostage of their own. But the elements started to take their toll. After a few hours, the crew in the secure room were becoming exhausted from the sweltering heat. They attempted to make a hostage trade with the pirates in which they would exchange Musa for Captain Phillips. Finally, the two sides appeared to come to an agreement. The crew released their captive, the ringleader Musa, but the pirates kept Phillips as a hostage. Oops. Oop, not, now, <laughs> now hang on. Walking gotcha. away. Uh, excuse me. We have not finished the terms of our deal. <laughs> Maybe don't let your guy go first. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Never, never. Sir, sir, sir. Please. You have no honor, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm beginning to think these pirates can't be trusted. Uh, it turns out they couldn't. They had their own plan that they were cooking uh, in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, and since their own boat had capsized, the pirates forced the captain into a covered lifeboat and demanded a ransom of $2 million. Oof. At this point, the rest of the crew was safely on board the Alabama, but Phillips was being held in the lifeboat at the mercy of the four pirates. Because they don't even really want, I don't think, like, what's on board they just want to they want the ransom they want to ransom off they want if, the money. and if they yeah. can't get the ship just, you know a person's fine mm -hmm. or both or both the alabama's crew restored power to the ship and began following the 18-foot lifeboat the next day the u.s government arrived at the scene having been alerted bum, to the bum, alabama <laughs> <laughs> having been alerted to the alabama's distress calls the destroyer uss bainbridge and the frigate uss halliburton were dispatched to the area Halliburton comes to save the day. I don't know any, <laughs> if there's Dick any relation, Cheney. but... <laughs> uh, it's Cheney. spelled differently. It's probably not. It's spelled differently, yeah. Still, though, a fun thought. <laughs> the Maresk, Alabama was then escorted from the scene and was sent to its original destination, the Kenyan city of Mombasa. For the next three days, the pirates were in a standoff with the U.S. military as officials tried to negotiate Philip's release. Yeah, that is a... I mean, they're doing a terrible thing taking someone ransom, but can you only imagine how they felt like the full might of the U.S. military on the other end? And it's yeah. like, well, uh, oh. <laughs> we've really done it this time. Yeah, yeah, they really poked the bear, I think, one too many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they were not really in a good position to wait out anything. The lifeboat was covered and it had plenty of food and water, but it had no toilet and no ventilation. Oof. Yeah, so... So hot as... Hell. Yeah, probably didn't smell amazing. And yeah, tough smell in there. Yeah, tough. But both military ships, the Bainbridge and the Halliburton, stayed several hundred yards from the lifeboat so as to keep out of the range of the pirates, who are still armed. I mean, yeah, but there are only four of them. So yeah, they but staying out of... These are military ships, right? Yeah, but like... You, they I don't mean, want like, them to why? shoot Phillips. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that's, tr hostage, that's true. Why, yeah. why chance it, right? Oh, if he wasn't on board, they would have nuked that thing a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Right. Cruise right. missile. Absolutely. To the lifeboat. Yeah, just to pilot a drone into it. <laughs> we saw him reaching for a gun and gave us authorization to fire, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have surveillance aircraft providing reconnaissance footage of the boat and communication between the two ships was established. So they. Sir, it's still a lifeboat. There's still a guy in there. I have confirmation that there is, once more. there is no egress point for poo-poo or pee-pee aboard the ship. <laughs> I am working on the screenplay as we speak, sir. <laughs> I will be in my shed, sir, working this out. No, my wife will not speak to me, sir. <laughs> that is why I am here, sir. Don't worry, our neighbor, <laughs> neighbor is taking good care of her. Meanwhile, the pirates were in communication with other pirates through a satellite phone. So while the standoff was going on, four other seized ships headed to the location. <laughs> it's just like, call everyone's calling someone in. Yeah, and the fact that they are seized ships is just wild. They had a group text going. Yeah. yeah. It's like when there's two idiots fighting at a bar and then like their girlfriends get involved and then their friends get involved yes. and then strangers get involved yes. to, to just... They think they can help for some reason. Yes. Well, and eventually it's just like nine extra people get punched. The fact that it's seized ships too. So like your friends get called in, but they're possessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like ghost, ghostly <laughs> yeah. uh, apparitions being yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 puppeted around. Mm -hmm. 
there's always like the initial, yeah, shoving match. And then some friend comes in who is the whirling dervish who is really ready to fight. Oh, yeah. That's what gets recorded. Yep. I had a friend break up a fight like that in Ireland once. He he was so drunk and he just ran into the mill. He's like, what are you doing? And it worked. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it gets it gets worse. The pirate strategy was to link up with their comrades who were themselves holding various other hostages. My God. And to get Phillips to Somalia where they could hide him, which would make a rescue more difficult. Mm-hmm. Makes sense on their part. That's not a bad strategy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you giving them props, Brian? I just want to make sure it's said evidently. I, well, those other ships. Big ups, like, you said? A, a, a big. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my last appearance on Ship and <laughs> yeah. Stefan after this cancellation. No, but like the other ships had like a bunch of hostages on them. So it's, yeah, I think it was probably a safety and numbers type thing. And they were trying to get, get Phillips to land. And yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that would, that would make things very tricky. Yes. Anyway, another day passed on April 10th. Phillips tried to escape the lifeboat by jumping overboard, but he was recaptured after the pirates fired shots. Get back on. No. Were they all in the lifeboat together? Okay. Yeah, they were all. They. They 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 have to have been. Yeah. They had all left the uh, the Alabama behind. The U.S. Navy then dispatched uh, another amphibious assault ship, USS Boxer, to the site. The standoff stretched into another day, and on the morning of April 11th, negotiations broke down between the pirates and the military. The pirates fired shots at the Halliburton, but no crew were injured. Yeah, it is a warship. Mm-hmm. At this point, the hijacking had become an international news story. It was being watched by the entire world. And by the way, the USS Boxer is like a aircraft carrier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's huge. It's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is yeah. We are bringing not just one sledgehammer to this fight. We are bringing like five of them. Yeah. <laughs> God bless America. I mean, it is cool, I guess, to, an aircraft carrier is pretty pretty cool. I mean, they're, yeah. they're very large. They're very large. The other two are more just like smaller uh, Navy ships. Uncool. Yeah. One of the pirates told Reuters by satellite phone, we are safe and we are not afraid of the Americans. We will defend ourselves if attacked. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, they yeah, they want the hostages safe, but like... <laughs> You don't have, I mean, there's nothing to be done here. Basically, in this moment, the Navy SEAL Team 6 had arrived at the Bainbridge, having been dispatched from Virginia. Uh Presumably, each landing independently in a metal capsule (laughs) dispatched from a satellite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They all step out. Yeah, when you have an aircraft carrier, two warships, and SEAL Seal Team Team 6 coming for you, it's like, oh my God. It's not good for you. This is a question of if you're the US military, it's like we have all these toys lying around and we finally have a chance to use them. Yeah, what are we going to do with all this funding? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Four guys in a lifeboat who are teenagers, who are like 15 to 18 years old, by the way. Yeah. They could, they could have sent one Navy SEAL with a single Bowie knife and fl- like d- a diving <laughs> yes. suit mm-hmm. from yes. Virginia, and he would have gotten there and taken care of it. Like Brock Sampson. <laughs> As April 11th wore on, the lifeboat finally ran out of fuel, leaving it adrift in the ocean. The situation on the lifeboat was getting worse with, again, no toilet and no ventilation. Mm-hmm. Making things worse for the pirates, they had run out of cut, a plant-based stimulant that also eases motion sickness. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I know about that. 
I haven't know? done it. I haven't done it. It was just big back where oh, like, okay. people would buy it. Yeah. Huh. Look it, at it's me. Kind of like, I'm the. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of like in the same class as like coca leaves or something. Oh, okay. You know, where it's like it's illegal, but it's not. It's natural. It's basically just a stimulant. Yeah. yeah. Like a mild one. Yeah. Well, they didn't have any more of it. Uh oh. So no more limbus bread. So yeah. conditions were really awful uh, aboard. Commander Frank Castellano of the USS Bainbridge later said that as the winds picked up, tensions rose among the pirates and we calmed them and persuaded the pirates to be towed by the destroyer. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. And Commander Frank Caliendo said the same thing, but okay. as Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he switched to his John Madden voice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hitting all the classics. So yeah, the pirates agreed to let the Bainbridge attach a tow cable to the lifeboat. While this presumably would let the pirates get towed to safety, it also put the lifeboat close to the Bainbridge and within range of the SEAL snipers on board. And again, I want to like clarify what Brian was saying about these are children. These are 16 to 20. I think Musa was like 19 or 20. Yeah. They're literally like, these are kids. And that's that's not like a joke. They That's actually how old they were. <laughs> I want to make sure that that is clear. Yeah. I mean, exercising extremely poor judgment, but also... Sure, wildly yeah. desperate and extremely young yeah. with, with very, very few options. You know how kids are. It's a Saturday night. They're bored. Boys they go will out be yep. boys. You know? Whom among us? <laughs> on the final day of the standoff, on April 12th, the pirate leader surrendered. Navy officers agreed to take Musa on board Bainbridge to meet with elders from his clan to negotiate the release of Phillips. With Musa now on the Bainbridge, that left Phillips still on the lifeboat with the three remaining pirates. And finally, the military decided to take the remaining pirates out. At one point, officials said one of the pirates was pointing an AK-47 at Phillips' back. Castellano decided that Phillips' life was in immediate danger and ordered snipers aboard the Bainbridge to open fire. The snipers fired multiple shots from the rear of the ship, killing all three pirates with shots to the head. Phillips was not injured. Oof. Pretty crazy. Pretty incredible shooting there. That, I was just going to say, you are on a moving boat. I mean, the boat's not like driving, but it's on water, yeah. right? Shooting at targets in a small, also like a covered life shifting boat. Covered. Boat. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That is movie. That's a movie scene right there. For yeah. real. That is crazy. It's uh, It's pretty terrifying. That, yeah. uh, that those guys exist and, <laughs> yeah. and are on the payroll. Those capabilities. And, yes. Yeah. And could take any one of us out and it would no right one would now. ever know. Yeah, no, no one would no. ever know. It would be Never. covered up within six minutes. So, wow. A huge, hugely climactic ending to this standoff. Mm-hmm. Musa was eventually flown to the U.S. to stand trial. He was charged with piracy, conspiracy to seize a ship by force, and conspiracy to commit hostage-taking. His lawyers asked that he be tried as a juvenile, but he later admitted to being 18 years old. He pleaded guilty to hijacking, kidnapping, and hostage-taking charges in lieu of piracy charges and was sentenced to 33 years in prison. Yeah, I think he's got 18 to go. That's a lot. Hang in there, King. That is a lot. Hang in there. Stay strong behind the wall. Yeah, I mean, we can we can see if we can get you like a Rita Hayworth poster. Oh, <laughs> she's beautiful. She's good. Uh, bombshell. <laughs> He's got the best story to tell. What are you in for? Murder? What are you in for? Theft? Stealing cable? What are you in for? I'm a pirate. Yeah, I'm a a pirate. Pirate who captured a ship and a captain. Yeah, the first to set foot on a U.S. flagged ship in 
200 years. Yeah. The U.S. government spent $3 billion bringing <laughs> me to justice. Yeah. Yeah, so the ordeal was made into a 2013 movie starring Tom Hanks titled Captain Phillips. You may have heard of it. It was based on the 2010 book A Captain's Duty, colon, Somali Pirates, Navy Seals, and Dangerous Days at Sea by Stephen Talty and Captain Phillips. Mm -hmm. The movie was a critical and commercial success, grossing $220 million, and it received six Academy Award nominations. You think Musa saw any of that? I can't imagine he did. <laughs> <laughs> there's no. some there's some law I think against profiting off your crime when you're in prison or something. There's so, I think there's so they're probably holding it for yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but while Phelps was portrayed as a hero in the movie, some of the crew members claimed he was the one who put them in a dangerous situation, steering them into perilous waters despite warnings. And remember, they went 240 miles from the coast as opposed to the advised 600. Nine crew members of the Alabama sued Merce clients over the hijacking, claiming they were put into a dangerous situation. Also named in the suit was the Waterman Steamship Corporation who contracted the crew out to Maersk. Mm. Attorney Brian Beckham told ABC News, to make Phillips into a hero for driving this boat and these men into pirate-infested waters, that's the real injustice here. <laughs> the movie tells a highly fictionalized version of what actually happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of a pretty glaring error on the captain's part. One crew member, Jimmy Sabka, who was part of the lawsuit, told ABC, Captain Phillips did not follow orders, the ship was attacked, and he was responsible. And then the suit was later settled by Maersk. Did not want that one going to court. Okay. Uh, no. No. According to Beckham, who was the lead attorney on the suit, the legal action resulted in changes to the ways countries dealt with modern piracy. Beckham wrote of the aftermath on his firm's website, saying, Countries stepped up their naval security coalitions without infringing on Somalia's sovereign powers to patrol international waters and be able to respond very quickly to reported pirate attacks. Companies began to employ independent security contractors to protect their vessels. By 2014, the number of successful pirate attacks in the Indian Ocean had dropped to zero. Wow. Yeah, people got wise. I mean, that's the thing. It's, the four, it's four guys with AKs. Yeah. Right? It's not like... You put one overwhelming guard force. on there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were exploiting a, a, a loophole there, basically. Yeah. Or a, a, just sort of a weakness. Yeah, very efficiently. I mean, going after 20 people who are just... Working. Doing their yeah. job, you know, is, is one thing. Going, you know, when you've got somebody on the ship that's actually trained to kill you, a little different. Yeah. Well, fortunately, this one turned out well enough for the crew. Yeah. Uh, as for Phillips, he did a Q&A on Reddit in 2013 where he was asked about the allegations from his crew. Uh, one questioner asked, how do you respond to critics that claim you ignored warnings on the safe distance required from the Somali coast and thus putting your crew in danger? He responded saying, the 600 miles were advisories and warnings put out by various organizations. But if you look at a chart of our route, we were never outside 600 miles and this ship had been in that area for four years. So the warnings and advisories were basically if you can avoid the area to avoid it by 600 miles, and we were always in 600 miles. It's a little bit of an awkward quote there. I, I think what he's saying there is basically no one was ever 600 miles away. Like we were always within that. Oh, okay. Like we, we were sort of never following that advice. It was just like commonplace to always be within 600 miles. Right. right? 
I don't know if the implication is that wasn't feasible or what, but it was just sort of standard standard operating procedure. Okay, I can I can understand that, but it, it's it's hard for us to say without you know specific knowledge of the situation. Like, you know, two hundred forty to six hundred miles that is a large margin, and I, I don't know. For all I know, maybe there could have been a way to split the difference, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I just wanted to give him a chance. No, to, definitely. You know, yeah. I just wanted to include his his part. Yeah, and. Uh, as for the four years being in that area, it seems like there was, you know, there was a drastic uptick in piracy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can feel comfortable in a place, but if the situation changes, it doesn't matter how long you've been there. Yeah. As for the movie, Philip said it follows the true story fairly well. All right. All right. Must have been fun for him. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Must have maybe, maybe incredibly traumatic. In the immediate aftermath of the hijacking, pirates tried to hijack the Alabama again. Oh my God. Later in 2009 and in 2010 and 2011, and all <laughs> were unsuccessful. Uh, you didn't see those movies because they just couldn't hack it. Yeah. Captain Wilson fires a few warning shots and mm-hmm. it's all over. Yeah. The Alabama was later acquired by the Greek shipping company Element Ship Management SA. It's been renamed MV Tigra and is still in active service. Yeah. Is that is this the first ship we've covered that remains afloat? Um Oh, good good question. Is it? I think so. It could be. I wasn't aware how much they repurposed all these ships. You know, it, I know. I, didn't, I I always just assumed they scrapped them, but no, it's like, no, we're not wasting a good yeah, ship. Yeah, no. I thought we did one that was like repaired and went back into service. I'm pretty sure there was at least one that was fixed and went back that into service. That makes sense. All right. I mean, fine. It's yeah. the first one where the ship probably doesn't it didn't take at all. Any yeah, damage. any damage yeah. at all. The lifeboat which held Phillips and the hijackers was donated to the National Navy Seal Museum in Fort Pierce, Florida. Let's it's a cool looking they... lifeboat. It's like a little submarine. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they got a chance to you know pose clean it, it out, pose it down. Yeah, because yeah. of the oh, you'd have to because the no yeah. toilet. I don't know. And the vomit. Yeah, and the yeah. vomit, probably. Three days B-O. or whatever it was on that so, yeah, seems it's really not, long. It's not It's got to be a thousand degrees in there. It's got to be like an oven. Yeah, just out. I mean, there's <sighs> no shade out there. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Whew, good Lord. Anyway, that is the harrowing tale of piracy on the Indian Ocean and the Maersk, Alabama. Take that, uh, cinema. Take that film. <laughs> Podcasts are coming for your lunch money. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Watch out. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie I haven't seen it it's, I never it, saw it it's a solid yeah. flick it's, it's good I guess the only thing I want now is an honorable mention Foghorn mm. oh sir a, a gull flew into the Foghorn again <laughs> let's switch gears a little bit this is an unprecedented year for the discovery of famous historic wooden shipwrecks yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. First, the endurance and all since we started this podcast. I know. People were just waiting for the right outlet for, for this to be discussed. Yep. So um, as of recording uh, the week prior, it was announced that the wreck of the, I want to say Gloucester. Uh, I think so. It's, it's yeah. spelled like Gloucester or Gloucester, but you know, you English If this people. was the East Coast, it'd be like Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire, yeah. <laughs> right. the, uh, the Gloucester uh, was a famous warship. It sank in the year 1692. It was announced that it had been found. Woo! Woo! Hey. Come on. Yeah. Actually, to be specific, 
The remains were discovered in 2007, 15 oh. years ago, by two divers. Oh. Uh, but some trickiness with the international waters of it all uh, required the location and discovery be kept under wraps. They didn't want people just what? like <laughs> they didn't want people just being like descending in and like oh because diving it was in cause, yeah because they couldn't Got actually it. keep people from also that going down sense. there yeah right. so they were they kept under wraps. Pretty sure it was two brothers, just two fellas. They Ray Jade the cool. ship. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. Uh, the discovery has been heralded as the most important wreck discovery since the Mary Rose, uh, which is a ship that was once Henry VIII's favorite. Oh. Uh, he was the one with all the wives, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. In a similar turn of fate, the Gloucester was actually transporting the dork of... <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Got him! Got his ass! Dork I mean, of yours! Woo! He, des- he deserves it. That's from America. Yeah, yeah baby. Shot across the bow. It was transporting the Duke of York, who managed to survive the wreck and go on to become King James II of England. Oh, what a fair, what a what a Cinderella story. Yeah, well. Uh, he was he was eventually uh, he was yeah. eventually deposed by a revolution. So you know Hell he was yeah. doing things well. Most of them were. Uh, yeah, or syphilis deposed them. That was one or the other. Too. Yeah, a revolution of the body. Yeah, uh, but being English royalty, uh, he behaved as you would expect. Witnesses claimed at the time of the wreck that the king to be made sure to save his Catholic priests and dogs before the crew. <laughs> the dogs were Catholics too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very devout. Domine Bark. Uh, well, a, a royal had to leave the ship first. They had first dibs on that. And so, But because he made sure also oh that God. his priests and dogs could leave, this apparently caused countless deaths. Nothing more uh, priestly and godlike than putting yourself getting the hell the out of the ship yeah. before the crew. Yeah. He nice move. <laughs> nice move, dork of York. Yeah. Got <laughs> a lot of people killed. Well, get this. He accepted zero blame and instead blamed the pilot who was subsequently imprisoned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Which, yeah. I mean, like, it may have been a, an error on his part that it happened in the first place. The ship hit sandbars. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so funny that, like, I need my priests and dogs off the ship first. Why was he traveling with Catholic priests? I think he just had probably an entourage of priests. I know, but why Catholic? I don't know. Shouldn't they have been Look, the article the Church of Catholic. England priests? They were Catholic priests. I believe this is ba- this was a ways like, back. They kind of went back and forth in England. Oh, there, did there was they? like a struggle. There were some Catholic monarchs, some some Protestants. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Well, this one had Catholic priests and they <laughs> they were like, Thank you, my leash. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Super cool for the Dork of York. Yeah. Other notable connections to this ship include wine bottles found aboard bearing the coat of arms of the Leg or Lege family. I don't know. Uh, who were direct ancestors to George Washington, the first oh, U.S. Really? president. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, do with that what you will. Yeah, sure. As of yet, there are no plans to raise the ship, uh, though some artifacts have been brought to the surface, including the ship's bell and some gnarly looking spectacles. Like glasses? Yeah. yeah oh. They're in like a little case. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, if I was thinking about this this morning. I think it's just simple construction, glass and metal. Mm. So it can't be like mm. eaten away so quickly by <laughs> yeah. microbes. The prescription's probably these... off now. Yeah, but, probably. Yeah. With probably these spectacles, I can see the rabble drowning for sure. <laughs> curious, most curious. Yeah, actually, this, this is... Tell them to cease their screaming, please. <laughs> Do you have any cotton, good priest, to plug my ears with? Jeeves, my forearms are getting wet from the spray, from the thrashing. <laughs> have the dogs lick it off, won't you? 
um, apparently, Catholic dogs. Yeah. Apparently, uh, well, that makes it holy water. Uh, apparently, uh, this whole ordeal actually like decreased his public standing. Like people were like, "That guy sucks," because right. of he like still the made priest it to king. That, yeah, because his brother died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what exactly? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, you're not going to hire royal lineage. some you can't... idiot off the street to be king. No, they don't have the blood for it. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's that's our show. <laughs> we got a ton of thank you to everyone that sent in stuff about the Gloucester and tagged us and stuff. That mm-hmm. was a fun few days. Yeah. Uh, because like the the notifications on our uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Ship Hits Pod become a light with people like, have you seen this? And the answer is always Love yes, it. but I'm always excited but to keep get it more. Coming. Yeah, keep it coming. Uh, follow this pages. Uh, I'm I'm out there. I'm responding to DMs. Yeah, keep keeping the dream alive. As of recording, we are just a few people shy of 3K followers on the Twitter account. Yeah, and if oh. we don't get to that by the time this comes out, I swear to God, I will blow a gasket. We're gonna nuke the RSS feed. Yeah, we're, no, we're four. six people away when I'm checking right now. Oh, that was seven this morning. Wow, so oh, wow. so it'll oh. be by the time that comes out. I mean, I could just bank, we'll but yeah, or, or we would, could buy followers. Oh, we could buy followers. Yeah. <laughs> that'd probably, be, that'd probably <laughs> be the easiest. Is the Fave Star account still going? I don't know. All right, folks, that's our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, rate and review the show. Share it. Tell your friends. Listen to it on road trips. Yeah. Download it for flights that you don't end up listening to it, but it makes our numbers look good. Exactly. Yeah. Just go through and download stuff periodically. Yeah. Just our yeah. numbers. Do the right thing. Come Do on. the right thing, and may your don't bones bleach in these sands, baby. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.